Do we got Doug Skeen standing by for the Michigan football podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com? Michigan, by the way, has a game on Saturday night against Bowling Green. Skeen does the podcast with Ballas. It's really good. Listen to it at TheWolverine.com. He's standing by live uh, from uh, the space station uh, with us. How you doing, Doug? I'm good, Bill. I'm noticed in your in your lead up to our little shot here is yeah oh by the way there's a football game saturday night in ann arbor i don't know if anybody's paying attention but there is going to be a football game in ann arbor it's going to be one of these lansing too it'd be great to just talk about football wouldn't it yeah you know and i think this is the first time i brought up michigan bowling green all week long and it's wednesday at 5 11 30 <laughs> yeah um, yeah that's that's it's, it's sad but true and uh well it's Hopefully that mess gets sorted out sooner than later for everybody in there in East Lansing. Yeah, and it was, I think, if you look at it, it's one of the biggest non-conference games they've ever had in East Lansing, and you have this mess going on, so be it. Let's move on and talk about Michigan and uh, Bowling Green. You know, a lot of fans are saying, hey, things haven't looked exciting. I know we've had the rotating replacement coaches for Harbaugh. Uh, two games in, what's your take on what you've seen from Michigan football? games in, I see a, I see some new parts and pieces that I think a lot of fans expected just to carry over from last year's Ohio State game and some of the offensive electricity that came out of that TCU playoff game. And we've seen some of that, right? We, Myself included, and you and I and Ballas, back from Tullymore, we talked about the desire to see a more advanced, flashy passing offense, and I, I'd say that Michigan has checked that box for the first couple of weeks. I think the biggest gripe, if there is any, or people are groaning, that Michigan right now is ranked about, I don't know, in the middle 40s in rushing offense in the United States. And uh, Corum it looked better last week, but Donovan Edwards has not broken out and cracked off two 80-yard runs for touchdowns this young season. That makes some people expected to see that. And I have to, you know, watch the film and say to myself, well, we do have a new center in there. The kid's pretty good. And we got a new right tackle in there, and we got a kid that played right tackle, playing left tackle this year. And those changes do matter. It takes a little while to get into game speed and game reps and get used to things. And there has been, you know, I, I think it's absolutely true that these two young backs and the assistant coaches, Mike Hart's talked about it publicly, they need to be a little bit more patient with what that offensive line is doing up there. And if the defense is going to load that box, Bill, and say you're not running the football, then okay, we got to let J.J. do his thing. So I'm not, I'm not as panicked as some of the Michigan fans I've heard in the last couple weeks. I think they're on schedule to be just fine. We haven't seen the fireworks. We're not, it's not 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. And for me, that's okay. Doug Skeen with Chris Ballas. They have the Michigan football podcast you can hear weekly at TheWolverine.com. He's joining me on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. You know, it's similar to last year. There was a lot of complaining. They looked boring. You know, they were able to run the ball much better last year. The O-line, there is a little concern. I know you just alluded to it, Doug, but uh, switching positions, but the ability just to be bulldozers, I haven't seen that as much in the first two games as I did last fall. No, you haven't seen that, and I think there's two reasons for that, Bill. Number one, if you're going to put your safety three steps behind your, your middle linebackers, 
I don't care how good Michigan's offensive line is that they're gapped down and, and bring a backside uh, guard or tight end around to fill a front side. If you don't have enough bodies to block the opponent, then it's going to be difficult to run the football. So schematically, that's been a problem because these first two opponents have made an effort to stop Michigan's run. And if I were an opposing defensive coordinator, I'd probably do the same thing. But now J.J. has demonstrated that you can't just do that. So in this game against Bowling Green, maybe we're going to see them have to back off and not be so committed to stopping the run. The other thing that I think is in play here, uh, I don't think Michigan is rolling out their entire playbook. I think against these first two opponents, I don't think he has to roll out his entire playbook offensively, Coach Moore and, and the rest of the offensive staff. And they're just working on the fundamentals. And if you can go win these games by 30 points, with a third of your playbook in play, then I'm all right with that because there's going to be obviously some bigger moments in this season where we're going to need to do some things that we don't want all of our opponents to have already seen. Harbaugh did save his playbook in the TCU game, and that didn't work out too well. No, that didn't. No, that got, well, that's the opposite, Bill, right? So that Harbaugh's playbook got too cute in that TCU game there, and we talked about that a thousand times. So hopefully we don't ever go back to that. Michigan gets rolling here against these opponents and we get into October, I think you're going to see a few more deformations and a few different wrinkles. And I think we're going to be just fine uh, in, in this early season. The one, the one schematic thing I have noticed is a little bit different. Ballas and I talked about it. I've noticed Michigan doing a little bit more zone blocking than we have did uh, had, had done last year at this time. And so you've got, you know, two different blocking styles up front with an offensive line. You, you know, you tell your guys, you block him, you block that guy. Zone blocking is much different where your offensive line is not assigned to an individual man. It's blocking an area and whoever shows up in it. And the back has choices. The back can keep it front side. You can go middle. You can cut it all the way back to the back side of the original play direction. Michigan didn't do a ton of that last year but they've done a little bit more of that this year, and that's a curveball for most defenses because that has not been our bread and butter. We're a power football team, and this offense looks like it's trying to do a few different things here in this early season. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan, late 80s, early 90s, also a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas that you can hear weekly at thewolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber coffee guest line and a couple things where i kind of take a deep breath and look at these games they're all winnable they won't be threatened at all they haven't been against unlv or east carolina won't happen with bowling green probably not Rutgers, but big 10 you might change your mindset let's remember that quorum and edwards edwards though not a leg injury but quorum is coming back uh, from a knee injury. So there's a process of him getting reps, confidence, game action, and the fact that he may not be as fast as he was before, and he'll just have to get back and feel comfortable. Same thing with Edwards, but I think they're trying to get Corum a lot of reps to get him ready for the Big Ten and see if they can get him all the way back. Yeah, I mean, I say, I was, I've been impressed with Corum. Uh, having been through a knee injury myself a long, long time ago, and anybody who's had a significant knee injury knows uh, to get back on the field and plant your foot, twist and cut and get up to speed immediately, um, it takes a lot. And it takes a lot of confidence between the ears to go out there without fear and, and play, the, play the game of football and not worry about that knee. And I, I've been impressed with Quorum's ability to do that early. And, it may be his top speed. Maybe he's not there. 
where we saw him leave off in that Illinois game last year. Um, but I, 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 like I said, I, I, I don't worry about him. I think he's going to get going here. And I think it's, it's incredibly encouraging that he's out there. I, I didn't notice any big tape or, or knee brace or anything out there right. injured knees. He's, he's just out there playing. That's, that's impressive for anybody who's been through a knee injury. It's a scary deal. And as far as Edwards goes, I just see a young man who's trying to make a little bit too much happen, a little bit too fast. He's gotten out ahead of a couple of his blocks, and and he just needs to have a little more patience and let those guys up front get in position and, and then make that one cut, and then that kid's going to be gone. We know he's got top-end speed. And, and again, the same thing. I, I think there's more wrinkles to come. And the fact that, that Corum is not ripping off 100 to 150 yards and, and Edwards is not doing the same thing in the same game, I think a lot of us thought that was going to be the standard here for Michigan. It hasn't yet, but I certainly expect both of those players to get plenty of touches and be productive, even if the stats are not showing anything that's really going to blow you away. I agree, and, and talk to me when they get to Big Ten play, and I think I'll start to judge them. These games are going as expected, and I agree with you. They're not showing much of the playbook. You can hear Doug and Chris Ballas talk everything Michigan football weekly on the Michigan Football Podcast at thewolverine.com. Doug, safe travels. Thanks for the update. Enjoy the game on Saturday night. All right, you the same, Bill. Thanks. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen.